Hello everyone, welcome to Chill Spill. Today we'll be doing things a little different. So we will be trying to go with the flow and see where the conversation will take us. So we were just talking about how when you get a bat mark on a test, you get depressed and sad and even feel guilty. And how bad that really feels. We were trying to come up with ways we could let go of this emotion and sort of not judge it or something. So I suggested that maybe if we implement this sentence, all we can do is our best in our lives, then it wouldn't be so hard for us to accept things as they are. So this is what the show is about today. I hope you enjoy this episode and let's see what Nancy has to say about this. I mean, I agree with that, but then I feel like it's really diluted. Like how, thing is like, how do we know we're doing our best? Because thing is our best, I feel like we can always improve that threshold, right? It's not like my best half a year ago is not my best now. Hopefully I've improved that. If you just kind of lie back on the false sense of security of, of, oh, I'm doing my best. I don't feel like that's very productive because first of all you can't really measure how do you know if you're doing your best if 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 you say to me oh nancy i studied for six hours on the test i did my best um at first glance that may seem like oh you're such a diligent student but then when you look deeper into it six hours how did you spend that time what method did you use you know so if you just spend six hours kind of passively reading a textbook three times then that's not your best you can do a lot better than that so i feel like if we use time as a vanity metric and a sense of security to say that we're doing our best, we're just deluding ourselves. Yeah, so I have a question back for you. How do we know we're doing our best? That is a really, really good question. And I actually thought a lot about that. And I have an answer. I just don't know how to put it in words. So you said that somebody studied for six hours, right? Wouldn't you say that they thought their best was that six hours? That they thought they'd be the best with that six hours? Like if they could, they would study for eight hours. You know, this mindset that they are doing their best if they study for six hours, that is what's important. To think that you're doing your best, to have that intention of doing your best. I don't know how to put that in words, but. Well, I can kind of see what you're saying there because it like motivates you, right? Kind of. Let me see if I can rephrase it. I'll be, yeah, I'll, I'll think better and let you know. Because I know what I want to say. I just don't know how to put it in words. Do you think we should try thinking of a way to rephrase like the saying? I mean, in my opinion, I feel like, like what Nancy said before, like I kind of agree with that. But at the same time, aren't we all supposed to improve ourselves every single day? Like, does the best version of ourselves ever exist? Because we're constantly improving ourselves or working to improving ourselves. So how do we know what we're doing right now is the best? If you believe that you're doing your best, you are. Can you find anything that oppose that? Yes, I can. So you see, like I said before, our time and energy are limited. So we can't really put in 100% for every single task. For example, if I'm managing school, extracurricular family responsibilities, realistically, I can't really put my full focus into every single task every single time, right? That 
okay, that doesn't mean I'm not doing my best because doing 100% doesn't mean I'm not doing, uh, wait, not achieving that 100% doesn't mean I'm not doing my best. But it just, it also, also times ties back into mindset because just because you think you're doing your best doesn't mean you are because you can lie to yourself, right? Give me an example. For example, I, I'm not gonna lie to myself here, but I was on my phone at 4 a.m. today. Like I sent the screenshot, so I'm not lying to myself, but I could be doing that and it can really not make me feel good those six hours on my phone from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. But I would lie to myself and say, Nancy, you're doing your best because that is a well-deserved break and that break made you feel better. So I'm kind of grouping the feeling of rejuvenation with just a break as in just anything other than um, really focused work. So Nancy, I have a question for you. Were you doing your best when you were lying to yourself? Is that your best? No. It's not your best. Hmm. What else could you do? What, what would be a better solution? I can face the uncomfortable truth and admit that I am sabotaging myself. Well, that is the best that you can do. But, Saying to yourself that you're wasting your time, it's the best, best that you can do. But you can go a step further because if I just acknowledge and sabotage myself, I don't, I'm not going to do anything about it, right? So I feel like a step further would be to acknowledge that, but then also come up with an action plan on how to change that. That is the best thing you can do, yeah. But you realize how you said that's the best I can do when I brought up that I could acknowledge my sabotaging without the action plan. But then as soon as I brought that up, you, you then you changed your mind. Exactly. So then if, no, if it's... That's if, the beauty of this sentence. If you think that this is the best that you can do, then that is the best that you can do. If you want to do the best that you can do, then that is the best that you can do. You know, any situation you give me, if you're trying your best, if you're trying your hardest, even if you don't come with an action plan, that is your best because that's, you know, I don't know how to explain that. Aren't you get me? I mean, the only thing I can say about that is you think, okay, yeah, this is the best thing you can do. But then you can, like what Nancy said before, you can think further. There's more I can do in order to better myself or whatever, right? So I feel like in the situation that we were talking about earlier about, you know, spending your t- the time on your phone from like 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. or whatever, right? Instead of thinking what's the best you can th- do, maybe you should think about how can you improve the situation? I don't think we should think about it as like, what's the best we can do? Because that's, is that really realistic? We're going to get into like this philosophical discussion, but like, what does the best mean? You know, like, what does it mean to do your best? And I feel like that can be really complicated. It might make matters even worse if you're thinking about that, especially at like 4 a.m. or something. So maybe just thinking about, is what I'm doing right now really beneficial for me? Think about it in the long run, maybe. Like right now, okay, I'm relaxing. I'm having a little bit of fun, spending time on my phone. But how is that going to affect me in the next few hours or for the next few days? I'm going to be a little bit more tired, right? I won't be able to concentrate or focus as well. So I feel like maybe you should just think about how can you improve the situation? You know, it doesn't mean you have to be the best at that moment. Actually, yeah, I kind of agree with what you're saying. I just think what I'm trying to say is that 
if we don't use all we can do as our best as a justifier, um, then everything is solved. And also, second point, I think what I'm really trying to say is not, you know, I believe in not judging people and situations. One of the most important parts is not judging yourself. But if you don't judge yourself, then how would you know you're doing better? There still has to be some type of judgment, just what type of judgment it is, what you're using the judgment to do. If you're using the judgment to measure your, your present self against your past self for improvement, then that's good. But if you're using the if you're using judging to scrutinize yourself and to belittle yourself, then that's bad. So I don't think that your point applies to every single situation. That's where I disagree. I believe in not comparing at all like people say compare yourself to your um yesterday self i disagree you cannot compare yourself to your yesterday self because the situations are different you are a different person you cannot compare yourself to your yesterday self you know but as you as you said nancy how can we improve if we don't judge and that is where i say all we can do is our best Improvement comes when we do our best. But right now you're just using that as a justifier. You literally said a minute ago that as long as you don't use that phrase, all we do is our best as a justifier will be good, but you would just use it as a justifier because you said that we don't have to measure all we have to do with our best, which you're using the phrase in this case as a justifier. And if you don't compare your present self to your past self, what premise would you be building on? Because you see, comparing, like if I compare with you, that's an unfair comparison because I only know a portion of your life, you know, like our situations are very different. So that's unfair. But if you compare yourself with yourself, yes, you are different than you were yesterday, but you're building on that. You're building day by day. You don't start on a fresh slate every single day. You can start with a fresh mindset, but the experiences and the knowledge you accumulated throughout your life, it, that doesn't go away. So you're building on top of that. So if you don't compare your present self to your past self, how will you know you improve? And if we still lie back, on that motto that all we can do is our best, I feel like we're lying to ourselves. For example, would you rather kind of, I, I think um, this also ties back into the images that you sent in the Chisel Discord. So I, I think I've seen an image of kind of like a really tall wall and like the wall is painted with like rainbows and really happy stuff. But then above that wall, it's like wars, right? So when, when you, climb past the wall and you see what's behind the wall, it's horrendous. So would you rather just stay on the ground and look at the really beautifully painted wall and think that that is reality? Or would you rather seek discomfort and climb over the wall and see what's really happening behind the wall? All the terrible things in the world, all the mishaps, what would you rather have? Both. I'd rather see the wall and the war and not judge anything you know yeah. we're judging that the war is bad and the war is good but the truth is that we have no way of saying that you know nancy i have a question for you do you believe that we're the same person as we were yesterday or similar like like i said before the knowledge and skills you've accumulated that doesn't go away but we can choose to set a fresh mental state to tackle on the new day. So in a sense, yes, but in a sense, no. What specific aspect are you looking for an answer to? So um, there's actually this philosophical question. They believe that um, 
they ask if people are the same as they were a, a minute ago or just a second ago. And there are many great things that I can say about that. But the thing that I just wanted to say is that you said you mentioned personality and experience. So experiences that you have. Well, I'm not the only person with those experiences. People have those too. So should I compare myself to those people? No, 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 no. You, I don't think you should compare yourself to others because you, just because I share an experience with you doesn't mean that we are the same person because what I see of you, like you are a big piece of cake, all right? What what I eat, oh no, that's, 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 that's like, I don't want to get what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone only, experiences situations differently, basically. Yeah, but even, even building on that. a small section of who I am. Yeah. Isn't that true for yourself? No, because I see myself when you don't see myself. Like, what? I see me when you don't see me. Oh, that's cute. What? No, no, no. Um, I, I get what you're trying to get at. Um, a part of who we are is really subconscious. Okay, English class just changed my perspective. So there's this idea of um, Eid, super Eid, and ego. But um, basically kind of like a part of our instinct and a part of who we are is really subconscious and like even unconscious sometimes so I don't feel like even I don't feel like we can really know ourselves 100% as a person but we do know ourselves better than other know other <laughs> can we, we do, compare we don't compare between people we compare with ourselves but we don't know ourselves we don't know who we are we don't know well, how do we improve then well, that is where all we can do our best comes in. You see, that's a justification. It's not. If we do our best every single day, we're improving. If we do our best, but not how, justifying it. If we do our best, but how, how can you know if you? How can you verify something if you can't measure it? Like you can. You how, know, your how do you... best is your best. Like you know, you can't go any further. If you go to the point that you know you can't go any further, you're doing your best. But how do you know you can't go any further if you don't try? Well, you try and you fail. That is your best. Really? So you try, you fail, and you stop there? No, you go on. That's like Yeah, you go on. So you keep on pushing that. So if you- Exactly. You keep on pushing that. So if you, well, how will you know when to stop then? Because I'm stop. hearing, because I'm hearing that you're saying that you'll know when you have done your best if you fail that's not really a growth mindset because if you fail and you stop there and say oh that's my best then you're putting a barrier there you're like okay this is the line where I cannot surpass so this is my best so you're not really trying to push past that just because you failed so if you think that that's your best then what's the point in even trying more Oh, okay. I see where this is coming from. I think we have two different, like we're looking at it from two different uh, perspectives. Like I feel like what Paria is trying to say is like, we're never, we're never going to stop trying to do our best. You know, yes. like, I feel like this is what Paria is trying to say, but I can yes. also see what Nancy's saying as well. Yeah. But I can, I can see how this is confusing though, the way we worded everything. I'm sorry, Nancy. Like I have to try to word things better, but I'm trying to say that mm, all we can do is our best is not justify, not at all. It's, oh, I don't know how to explain this. Audrey, can you explain this, please? Um, I don't know if I'm saying this 
like correctly either, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to translate as best as I can. Yes. But I think what you're basically just saying is we're not, we're always going to be trying to improve ourselves, right? I think so. Yes. Yes. I think what I'm trying to say is that all we can do is our best is different from perfection. So what I'm trying to say is that your 95 is your best. That is your perfect. 100% is the ultimate perfect, but it's not yours. You have to try to get 100%, but 95 is your best at that moment. Oh my, I'm explaining this very horribly. I apologize. <laughs> I'll probably come back with a better explanation next time. For me, I'm just trying to think of it by saying improve yourself. Doesn't mean you're doing your best. Doesn't mean anything like that. It just means you're doing better than what you did before. But isn't, okay, I, I'll give you a situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a businesswoman. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I've been successful all my life. Then suddenly I go broke, completely broke. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to say here, have I, have mm -hmm. I not improved when I went broke? Um, okay, so first of all, I just like to say that I do understand where both of you are coming from. Like I, I may seem really fierce with my picking on your things, but no, no, I'm just trying to kind of get at a deeper meaning here. If there even is one, because, okay, that just brings up another discussion. Like, how do you know there's a meaning behind something? Anyways, but like, I do respect both of your points. I'm just trying to kind of really dig deeper and getting to the core of the thing, okay? So I, I totally understand. Oh my God, Nancy, definitely. And let me just point out, you'd be a great lawyer one day if you decided to go. <laughs> you'd no, be no, a great I, lawyer. I, no, I can, I'll just break down in court, you know, I just, I, I can imagine, no. I'll, I'll be crying, no, 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 no. You, you, you put all these ideas into these clear sentences, and you know how to break things down easily, and you know how to contradict people, so. Yeah, and you know how to defend your own points, like, if you, if you, if you disagree, if you agree with something, then you, like, you full-on say it, you know, and it's really inspiring how you do, but anyways, okay, um, you can continue what you were saying. Go for it. Mm, thanks. So, uh, I think I mentioned before, so, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of information to take in, but I think Audrey mentioned how, well, uh, we don't have to, like, we don't have to use a phrase, all we can do is our best, we just have to kind of improve from what we did before, but the thing is, how do we know we improve what we have done before? Oh my goodness, how do we know we have improved from before if we don't know what we were before? Because you see, um, I know that you guys, like, although you guys agree in a sense that you guys still have different opinions, but what I'm hearing from Paria is that we shouldn't compare our present self to our past self. But look, if we don't, com if we don't compare our present self to our past self, how do we know we're improving? Because look, okay, let's say that, um, let's just use a test as an example. I don't like this example because it's just measuring based on numeric value and just, just vanity metrics, but let's just use that as a metric for now. So let's say you did two tests, right? You got 90 on the first one and 95 on the second one. So if you know both of those scores and you compare them, oh, I got 90 and then I got 95, you will know that you improved. I don't like this metric at all because like testing, I don't like this, but let's just use that as a metric, right? So thing is, if you did that, those two tests, and you got a 95 on the last one, but you disregard the first one, you don't compare your 95 to the 90, 
then you'll feel inadequate because you're like, oh, well, I could have got 100, but I didn't because you're not comparing your past self to your present self. So you're only, you're only focused on one thing, which is the present, but then there's nothing to improve upon because improvement, it's based on what you did before you're improving from that. But then if there's nothing to improve from, how do we know we're improving? You don't. I have a question. How can I compare this movie predictor I built here to an orange? When I was taking that test, the situations, my mood, everything was different. Even the contents of the test, the amount of study I put into it, the my pencil even <laughs> had an effect. This is why I cannot compare it because I can't compare a movie projector to an orange. That's why I say, if you've done your best, then you've improved. Okay, I kind of understand what you're saying because there are so many factors that come into play, right? So if you have two tests, let's say, but like that first test, you didn't get enough sleep at night. And let's say each test, it's on a different subject or something. And let's say you're actually very good at the subject that you that you took the first test on or something like that, right? Like all these factors come into play, right? And that can like determine the mark you get, right? And also like what Pari is saying before, if you didn't get enough sleep, maybe you don't do as well. But yeah, Nancy, All we can do is our best. Now, part of you just use that as a justification again. Anyways, um, yeah, because <laughs> you're just using that phrase by itself without any explanation, which counts as justification. Anyways, Go for I'm it. done with my debate or stuff. Anyways, um, yeah, so I, I do agree that there's so many variables that can influence the outcome. So it really isn't fair if we compare two situations just by the result. But that's where the scientific method comes in. You have your control variables, you have your independent dependent variables, but then no, 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 uh, that was just a joke. I, I get that how in real life, you can't really control a lot of them. You can't really measure one variable because right? there's so many. So I do get that. But then you see, if doing our best is just a feeling that we're aiming to kind of elicit, then I feel like feelings are more easily manipulated than, I shouldn't say facts, because like fake facts, I don't know if you but I feel like feelings are more easily manipulated than kind of evidence-based knowledge, if you know what I mean. Can you expand a little bit more when you said that, like feelings and what you were saying before? Mm, so yeah, I can. So what I mean by feelings, I feel like feelings are more easily manipulated than um, evidence-based knowledge. For example, if you know, if you know something is wrong because you've actually done the thing and you've experienced the consequences as well as the impact it had on yourself and other people, then that's kind of knowledge based on evidence, right? But if you only have a feeling it's wrong, but you don't know why it's wrong, you just have a feeling it's wrong then that's more shaky and wobbly than if you were to go like, oh, I know this is wrong because I've done it, I've been there. And um, I can attest for the outcomes rather than, oh, this is wrong because it feels wrong, but I haven't actually done it or I haven't seen other people do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. I kind of understand what you're saying there, but are you trying to say that, like, for example, people can communicate better through emotions? Mm, not necessarily what I'm trying to get at is more of um since what like I'm not sure if this is what Paria is trying to convey either um Paria let me know if I'm wrong but what I'm 
what I am hearing from my perspective is that uh, you say that if we feel like we're doing our best, we are doing our best. Is that correct? I are think you? so. Yes. Okay. I think you got it. I think you got it. Okay. The thing is, um, if that's true, if if we feel like we're doing our best, if we really are doing our best, then that belief is based on merely feeling. So what I'm trying to get at is that if we only rely on feeling, feelings can be easily manipulated because there's no evidence or kind of experience to back that up. You see, uh, give me an example to back up what you're saying. That feelings are easily manipulated because feelings are based on what we feel in the present. Feelings, they're based because, would you disagree? You can bring up your point. I actually work better with examples because I think this is a really good topic we can talk about because not I've not really thought about feelings as a way to measure stuff. But again, this is the best that we can do. <laughs> yeah, like talking about emotions is just a whole nother topic. For example, when when somebody is born, they're not they haven't been taught anything. Like for example, if they're not fed, they can feel something that's wrong. So their instinct is to cry. Like I, I think that's quite amazing. Yeah. I do think that's amazing too. Like how would they inherently know to cry when they're hungry or something like that? So that is amazing. But you see, when you look at the scientific side of things, oh my gosh. Uh (laughs) Yeah, Um, it's encoded in our DNA. And why do we have these responses is based on experience. For example, you see, it's, it's back to comparisons, but okay, so if we compare our present self, like humans in the 21st century, and we compare what were humans, quote unquote humans, let's say, I don't know, uh, 20,000 years ago, something like that, then we'll see that our genetic makeup is different and that like we've adapted based on our circumstances, but we've adapted because what we used to do in the past is not working in the present. That's why we've adapted. But then we would only know to adapt if we have a past to build off on. So I feel like babies know when to cry when they're hungry because of their ancestors' experience. For example, oh, um, the the very first homo sapiens, if they didn't get enough food and stuff, that's the basis for survival, right? They would die. And then when that happens enough, the body is like, I don't know how this happens, but the genes are like, oh no, we have to prioritize this. So then that evokes a response of cry to get attention, to get more likely to have, mm-hmm. to make it more likely to get fed and survive. So I feel like that's still based on experience. It may not be the baby's experience itself, but the experience of the whole species, which is still only made possible by the past. So see, like if you can't avoid the past, you can't, as much as we can view the present as like a fresh slate to start off on, then why would we learn about history? If if we only work on quote unquote doing our best and improving, then there would be no point to learn about the mistakes of other people in the past, what we did before, you know, challenging the status quo, because if we don't have anything to build off on, how would we know? Like you need to know the past so in true. order. Exactly. Really? You need to know the past in order to be able to do your best. And as for the um, humans like 20,000 years ago, maybe adapting was the best thing that they could do. Yeah. 
So that's, yeah, all we can do is our best. Or our best is all we can do. Or ah, we should do our best. <laughs> this is a little irrelevant, but like when you were talking about history, it just reminded me of history class because like every single history teacher that I've come across, the first thing that we learn in history is why do we study history? So I want to ask this now, like, what do you guys think the point of history is? Why do we learn history in school? I feel like it's to not only learn from the mistakes of ourselves, because realistically, if we don't, if we only learn based on our mistakes, look, a human lifetime is what, 70, 80, 90 years, then there's really no improvement, but it's just to learn from the mistakes of other people, the triumphs of other people, to really push past that and keep on improving the world as a whole so um it's not that we don't want to view ourselves as individuals we still have to appreciate our individuality but it's just that when we learn about history and learn about people and events from the past then we kind of widen our perspective we widen our kind of um, scope of knowledge and understanding that we can make better informed decisions for the future I feel like yeah, exactly. We're learning from our past. We're here now because of our history. Wow, Audrey, that's a great question. So um, I think the reason I'm actually really, really interested in history, like even now I'm kind of studying about all these uh, places and all these people and all these stories. It's because when I learn about these stuff, I feel I feel sad, I feel angry, I feel anxious, I feel happy. And those feelings make me kind of alive, you know? Like what would life be without feelings? And hearing these stories, hearing these people, their perspectives, their lives, they just make me feel alive. I think that's why we have to know about our history, to feel like people and alive. <laughs> wow, I haven't thought about it that way, but that. That is really profound. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Your point was amazing too, honestly. Like, I guess, hmm, I have to get back to you about that. I still agree that all we can do is our best, but I, I'm starting to see your perspective too. Yeah, see, that kind of um, brought up the thought in my mind of, do experiences evoke feeling or do feelings evoke experiences? Because you see, I can provide an example of this one. I'm not sure how clear this would be, but like, do you look at something and then you feel, or as a result of your feeling, something happens? For example, if you were to feel really happy, you compare it to when you're sad, when you're happy, let's say you want to go to a party. So then that's tying, you're going to a party because you're happy. But if you're sad, you probably wouldn't want people to see that let's just i'm just making assumption let's just say that assumption is true because it may not be true for anyone but if you're sad you don't want people to see you so then you choose to stay at home so in that case the feeling is evoking the experience that's influencing it but it could also be the other way around something happens and then you feel so this is just like a cycle this is not really related but it's just it's just a thought to kind of chew on and see that's so deep i've never thought about it that way Oh my god. Wait guys, have you this is kind of relevant, but I, I was wondering, have you guys heard the sentence about um we don't like people or we like people because they remind of uh, they remind us of someone we liked or disliked. So it's kind of that feeling experience thing again. Oh have you heard it before? 
No, but never, but this is pretty interesting what you're saying. And it's true. I actually do have a tendency of not going near people who remind me of other people that I don't oh. like to talk about again. Um, yeah, I haven't heard about that specific phrase, but it does remind me of something called confirmation bias. So it kind of occurs when we're searching for information. So um we all have a bias of some sort, whether we acknowledge it or not. So when we're kind of scanning for information and what we want to believe, we subconsciously kind of filter that to only what, to our premise of knowledge currently. So it's kind of like, um, if I already had a set belief on something, right? And I were to do research about it, I would be more inclined to dig deeper and believe like a researcher's report on like if they agree with me then if I found some source that completely contradicts my belief because then I would think that's like an outlier right so I feel like that kind of concept can be tied into people as well as in oh um we believe that these type of people are good for us we believe that um they can be a good friend so then when you see something similar to that you're like oh okay but then when you see something that contradicts it like mm, let's shy away from that so I feel like that concept still ties into people as well that's so true I should stop doing that it's it's not nice I Wait, should stop, stop doing what judging people Alrighty, I think that's it for today's discussion. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. And let's get started with our bloopers. Cereal uh-huh. or milk first? Oh gosh. You know I what? Like cereal. You know what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna say it depends on the cereal. That's what I'm gonna say. Because um, sometimes when cereal's too soft, you gotta put the cereal in first because it's gotta stay crunchy. And other times when the cereal's like really like hard and like stuff like that then you gotta put did i freeze again yep <laughs> but it was like one second you, you understand what i meant though right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no. like depends on the cereal cereal is always first no exceptions <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even like no no, no there's no way no <laughs> actually yeah that's true now that i think about it i don't think i've ever put milk <laughs> and then cereal but i believe if there's ever like a really oh sorry yes nancy you were gonna say something the thing is look um if you decide to put milk before cereal, why are you even eating milk with cereal? Because your choice of eating milk with cereal is for them to go together. But if you don't want the milk to get in the cereal, why are you eating them together in the first place? Because people say, oh, um, milk before cereal because your cereal will get soggy. Do you, who told you to eat the cereal after 30 minutes of soaking it? You eat it right after, right? How will you get soggy? But if you're putting the milk before the cereal, you just, the, the only the bottom, um, the bottom surface area of the cereal is touching the milk it doesn't it doesn't blend well so why would you choose to eat milk with cereal if you don't want the milk to get in the cereal that doesn't make sense 